In this episode, we're going to talk about franchises. We're going to talk to a franchise veteran about how someone can find financial and time freedom through franchise ownership. This is P is for Profit. You're listening to the P is for Profit podcast with Adam Lean, where it's not about how much you make. It's about how much you keep and how much freedom you enjoy. Welcome to P is for Profit. My name is Adam Lean and I, along with the rest of the team at the CFO Project, are passionate about helping business owners improve the profitability of their business. My guest today is Giuseppe Grammatico, and he's a successful corporate refugee, which is interesting, we'll get into that, who has worked on every side of franchising, from owning franchises to working with franchisors to helping others use franchising as a way to escape the corporate grind. Giuseppe, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. I, I really appreciate it. I've been looking forward to this call. Yeah. So I'm excited to jump in and, and learn uh, more about you and what you mean by corporate refugee <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and franchising. So uh, tell us who you are and what got you started with uh, with helping others with franchising. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So yeah, I... um. You know, I've I've worked on Wall Street for for many years. Uh, we're also at the same time worked in the family business. Uh, we had a restaurant, and after all those years, just just felt like I wasn't moving anywhere. Uh, you know, was downsized three times, uh, went through three mergers, and just uh, was just not happy with the direction I was going in. Uh, loved business ownership, loved the whole idea that my uh, that my parents. You know, we had that restaurant, things were going well, but I just knew. That business wasn't right for me, and uh, eventually that led me into just via research uh, franchise ownership. Uh, wanted a, a franchise that I can completely run with and uh, have that system built for me. So from there, going back uh, about 14, 15 years now, uh, started my that research, opened up my first as, as well as my second franchise all in that that same year, and and things have been going really well. I've uh, enjoyed it so much that I said, you know what. There's a there's a much easier way to go about finding a franchise, and uh, you know my second second business second career what we'll call it has been in franchise consulting, and I just uh, right now we we focus on helping corporate executives find and invest in franchises both uh, to replace their their job and or as a, as a side business. So um, you know kind of like to make the process much easier as I, as I tell everyone. And, uh, best of all, it's a, it's a free service that we offer to anyone that, that may be interested across the country. Got it. Okay. So you've had experience with owning a business with the restaurant restaurant concept. Uh, so, you know, a, a, a non-franchise business. And then you've, of course you've also owned franchises. So what's the big differences between, uh, owning a, your own business outright versus owning a franchise? Right. So I, I, I get the question a lot and I'll take a step back, which is better. And I, and I always tell everyone, one is not better than the other. It's, it's basically what you are looking for. So the, the major difference is how you want to go about the business. So there are, there are certain people that just, they want to design everything from, from the logo to if it's a restaurant to the menus and, you know, they, they want to control the process. They, they want to create everything from the ground up. And those are, are, for the most part, people that may not be the best fit for franchising, such as the, the restaurant we had. You know, people looking at a franchise are people that just kind of want the opposite. They want 
everything figured out for them. They want the systems in place and the brand and the vendors set up so that they're coming right in and they have a leg up over someone starting from from scratch where everything is kind of set up for them. So when, when I get the question, which is better, it's what you're specifically looking for. In my case with, with the franchise, everything was set up. So we were out and running right after the first week of training. Uh, you know, we landed our first contract, which was which was great, just because I didn't have to spend the months months in even you know even on simple things like accounting systems. That was all all set up for you. So uh, one one major advantage of or a few major advantages of franchising. Yeah, that makes sense. Just curious, what was your first franchise? We were in the uh, uh, commercial uh, maintenance and and cleaning space. So. Uh, we own a few franchises here in uh, in New Jersey, part of a national company, and uh, which was a which was a great starting point. And uh, I noticed that a, l- a lot of the people that were looking into franchise ownership, I you know, it's it's we were offering that one one option. And for the people that may have not, you know, maybe they thought it was just not the best fit. Um, I got into consulting because now we have hundreds of options now. So if if one option maintenance wasn't the, the best fit, uh, we can now explore, uh, you know, insurance with water and smoke mitigation or various food concepts. So um, that that's why I got into uh, the, the consulting side. Mm, okay. So we talked about the the fact that one of the benefits of franchises is that everything is set up for you. I mean, all the systems and, and it's sort of a proven concept, if you will. But what are the, if, if somebody's listening and they're trying to decide, well, should I go a franchise route or should I start my own business or should I buy an existing business? What are the, what are the other benefits? Why would somebody want to choose a franchise concept over continuing with their existing business or buying a, an existing business? Great, great question. So, the best way to answer that is, you know, a business is a business, whether it's a franchise or not. And, um, you know, there, believe it or not, there, there are businesses that I know of that have converted their business into a franchise just due to the many benefits. Not only will uh, franchising offer you that business in a box and that, and that system and how to run the business, but there are just so many other advantages. Uh, some, of, some of those additional advantages are, uh, depending on the business you're, if you're, that you're in, you may be uh, in a painting service or a flooring company that will come to your home and, and offer various uh, types of flooring. Uh, there are huge economies of scale. Um, with economies of scale, uh, a lot of these national brands will be able to offer a much bigger discount. So whatever you're you're purchasing, it's going to be much less, obviously, you know, decreasing your cost of goods, you know, exposure, marketing, things like that. Uh, a lot of, a lot of franchise concepts and not all, uh, but many are bringing uh, their call centers in house. In the past, many have outsourced, uh, a- and they lack that control. So they are bringing, uh, you know, the, those call centers in house and the advantage, uh, that that gives to the franchisee, to the franchise owner is that, all the calls in many cases are going directly to that call center, you know, not even going to your to your office, going directly to the call center. That call center will will take those calls, they will schedule the appointments for you, so you're waking up the next day with a calendar full of uh uh you know, your 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 schedule full. Uh and they will also upsell uh so that if um you know, they called you for a flooring 
uh, job, uh, they may upsell and say, well, we also, you know, same company will also do maintenance. So should you have a hardwood floor and they had scratches, they, they can handle that. So, you know, so you, you have those major advantages as well. Just the, just the, just the relationships with the vendors is huge going on with vendors helping you find manpower. So uh, going back to a painting or flooring, I just give those as two common examples. Um, being part of a national franchise, they will even help you find the manpower, help you find the subcontractors or, or employees, depending on the type of franchise and how you're running your business, uh, helping you find that manpower. So, so you know, those, those are a few of the major advantages, but um, economies of scale, the manpower, having those vendor relationships um, you know, being able to to buy the product so much cheaper, and just the the infrastructure itself. You know, when you when you purchase a, or invest in a franchise, it's not just the initial setup and and the support and systems you're getting, but you're you're getting ongoing support. So you know, every month you're paying a royalty, so that royalty is going towards questions you have. So if you need additional support, you know, why isn't my business growing, or the sales aren't where they need need to be? Or I'm looking at exploring X, Y, and Z. The franchisor's job is to assist you because ultimately their goal is to you know to have you to be uh, to have you be extremely successful since you are representing their brand. So uh, they will be uh, you know in, in with you every step of the way to help you out. And you know I kind of uh, la- last example and there's 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 many more. If we had we had much more time, I can go into every single one. But the other major advantage is that. As part of a franchise system, you're also networking with all the other uh, franchise owners across the country. So you're going to have franchise owners that are brand new in the system. Some may have five or ten plus years in the system, and every and you know every every time frame in between. So uh, you can go back to them and, and get some advice as to what's working. You know, uh, you know what's what's the best part of the franchise. You know what's what's working best in your you know in in your territory. So. You know, kind of a brainstorming session, exchange of ideas. Every franchisee is going to be open to your call because it's to everyone's benefit. So that alone is is one major advantage of having that network of it could be several dozen to hundreds of franchisees you can kind of, uh, you know, uh, exchange ideas with. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Theoretically, the, the they're not your competitors because they're in different markets. Because I, I mean, I, I'm assuming that most franchise franchisors, you know, protect your, your market that your territory that you buy. And so these people that you're getting, you're, you're giving them help. They're giving you help. They're all, you're all working for the, for the, you're, you're, they're all experiencing the same things. Um, might as well help each other. And you have a built-in network. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Every it's, it's in the best interest. There's no, no competition because it's, you have a a protected territory, and quite frankly, the larger the franchise gets, a lot more they can do with national branding. Because if they do have franchises across the country in every state in every market, um, that's going to increase their ad spend to get some uh, some nice na- instead of local and regional exposure, you're getting now national exposure, which uh, benefits everyone. You know, to the yeah. point where. Like a company like Subway is just everyone knows of Subway or McDonald's. It, you know, the bigger the company gets, everyone will uh, be very familiar with your brand. Let me ask you this: from the franchisor's point of view, so they, that mm-hmm. corporate headquarters, why would they? Uh, let's take a, a sandwich franchise. I mean, there's plenty of them out there. You mentioned Subway, Jimmy John's, Jersey Mike's. 
why would the franchise or rather, why would they sell it to a individual franchisee rather than just owning the store themselves and hiring people for the store and, and keeping all the profit? Right. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, um, one, one strategy is not better than the other. It's based off of, it's kind of like when people call me up and say, I want to expand and I want to either open up a few more stores or I'm thinking about franchising. I, you know, I, I always go back to what's your overall goal as to, um, you know, how do you want to expand? Um, you know, obviously owning a few restaurants or owning a hundred, uh, via a franchise, your, you know, your role is going to change a little bit, but for the most part, it's for the, from the franchisor's viewpoint, the, the, the corporation, it's a, quick way or a quicker way to expand um, across the country. Obviously, it's less exposure because every franchisee, what I mean by expo- financial exposure, I should say, because every franchisee is going to uh, be investing a franchise fee, uh, which is essentially a fee to have access to the license to, to, to the system. But uh, you know, from the franchisor standpoint, they can expand rapidly across the country. And quite frankly, um, every franchise owner has a vested interest versus uh, opening up, you know, opening up the restaurants or the locations across the country where you have, you know, possibly employees running it. Uh, you're having the franchisee that has the vested interest, so they ha- they have some skin in the game, quite frankly. So you know that obviously they they're not going to let their investment fall down to the wayside. They're going to do whatever it takes to be successful and, and and profitable. So the you know the franchisor will um, you know charge that fee. Franchisee will will pay that. There's obviously a build out if it's a specific location, or uh, there's going to be marketing investments for um, if you're building out their uh, the marketing strategy across the local market. But just a just a you know one very popular way of of, of expanding that business. And you know every franchisee is an extension uh, of the brand. So obviously they you know the franchise owner wants the franchisee to be ex- successful. Uh, they're there every step of the way, and uh, the franchisees, uh, or the, I should say, the franchisor, the corporation, loves when the franchisee uh, wants to expand. So if they're doing really well, nothing uh, makes them happier than the franchisee coming back saying, "I want to open up another location, or I want to pick up some additional territory," because they know they're doing really well, and and they prefer having those, pe- you know, the existing franchisees expand uh, in their markets. So just a a really efficient uh, way to uh, to grow your your uh, your company, but not the only option. And as I mentioned, going back to what I originally said, uh, franchising isn't for every business. Um, you know, once you do become a franchise, your you know your business obviously you want to improve your brand, but you're 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 kind of shifting your day to day into uh, coaching and supporting your your existing franchisees, making sure they follow the system getting and listening to all their feedback to make sure that they're uh, successful and, and doing well. Yeah, no, that makes sense. What if somebody is interested in owning a franchise but they don't want to be an operator? Mm-hmm. So in other words, they you know, they don't, they don't want to to be the the store manager or the chief salesperson. They want to own as an investment if you will franchises rather than be the 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 day the boots on the ground day to day operator is that right. even a thing? Yes, I, I, absolutely. So uh, we have uh, investors approaching us where they're looking, uh, you know, private equity group. Uh, they're looking to invest in uh, multiple brands in their market. 
Uh, or to give you the, the you know another example, the corporate executive that uh, we just recently had uh, had someone approach us, corporate executive that wants to keep his job and kind of have a side business, but instead of figuring out what that side business is going to be, wanted a little bit more structure. So um, that is definitely a, a possibility. We call it more of a semi-absentee um, franchise. Uh, and basically, as going back to a couple questions back as far as uh, you know, every franchise is not built the same. Um, not all franchises are meant to be run that way. So not, not, I wouldn't say every franchise is the right fit for it, but that's part of our job. Our job is to find what franchise is available in your market that can be run as a semi-absentee. And semi-absentee is going to vary. It, it could be five or 10 hours a week, or uh, it may be a little bit more, but essentially you're having a business run uh, by a general manager. So um, typically, the franchise owner is going to be uh, involved in the training so that they know the, know the business. Their general manager will be trained at the same time. So in the event, there's obviously turnover. Uh, the franchise owner definitely wants to be part of that training, you know, part of that experience, know what's going on. So, But that's ber- very, uh, very, very common. A lot of people um, will either want to just keep their job for that security and, and have that side business, and others will... Um, you know, want to keep their job and, and have that business and then decide after the first year if they want to be full-time in the business. So uh, just to reiterate, not every, not every franchise, um, it, you know, it will allow that or it's not a great fit. But uh, we do have, uh, you know, well over a dozen franchise companies that we work with that uh, are great fits for that semi-absentee ownership. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, you know, obviously one of the benefits that that you've mentioned that you help people with as a franchise consultant is help them find the right franchise for them. Because like you mentioned, there's so many varied, uh, you know, so many options out there, but what, what should somebody who's interested in, in owning a franchise, what should they look for in a franchise? Cause I, I mean, there has to be some bad franchises out there as well as some great ones. What, what should they look for in a franchise? Yeah. So I, I kind of, I tell everyone to start in reverse. So don't even look at the franchise. Uh, when I when I speak with individuals uh, looking at franchising, we don't bring up brands. We don't even bring up product or services. Uh, we start in reverse. We, we reverse engineer the process. Uh, first off, we like to figure out um, either if you're working with me or you're starting your journey on your own, figuring out, you know, you know, what's your why? What, what, what is your reason for wanting to own a business? You know, once you you figure that, and we we spend some time with each of our candidates figuring out if if business ownership is the right fit, and then we go into franchise versus non franchise. We and we talked about some of the you know the the pros and cons, and uh, not not so much pros and cons, but specifically what you are looking for if if franchise ownership uh, is the right fit. And I'll be honest, it it isn't the right fit for everyone. Some people, I I tell them, hey, you know, you may want to. You may want to just stay with a non-franchise business based off of what you're looking for, and, and in many cases, the, the the franchise is the perfect fit. So, um, so once we get past business ownership is the right fit, and and yes, franchising is definitely you know the direction I, I recommend you moving uh, forward with. Uh, we take a look at okay, what does that ideal business look like? So we kind of you know start with a blank slate. Uh, I always tell all of my candidates to be honest, and as silly as that sounds, 
you know, what I mean by honest is don't tell me what you want me to hear or don't, don't pick a business or tell me, answer my questions because you feel like that will make you the most money and be most successful. I just tell everyone, forget about money aside, product, service, all that aside, you know, let's, let's kind of have that blank canvas in front of you. And what does the business look like? So we start out with, you know, do you envision yourself uh, staying in your, uh, in your pajamas uh, when you wake out, you know, when you wake up in the morning and log into a computer and you run your business solely from uh, your home office uh, where you're doing business over the phone? Or do you envision yourself waking up, you know, get, you know, taking a shower, getting ready for work and, and sticking that key in the door and, and opening up a retail location? So we kind of just want to envision what the, the physical business looks like, feels like. Um, you know, once you decide, so, th- so that kind of, you, you, you figure out if home base versus retail, uh, you know, is, is a better fit for you. And then we go into the, you know, the, uh, the hours, do you want a business that, that, f- that works between the hours of nine to five, or do you not care if the business is running 24, 24, seven? Uh, and then we go into a, a long list of, uh, employees uh, do you prefer to manage a few managers or do you not mind uh, managing uh, people uh, making minimum wage with higher turnovers? Uh, you know, and, and that represents certain industries and certain, uh, certain businesses. So we go down a list. We have, uh, so that's basically the business characteristics and attributes. We have 10 plus, we, we discussed a 10 minimum, but uh, we have as, as many as 20 attributes of the business. So after all that said and done, okay, I have all these these attributes, these these uh, characteristics of the business. Uh, we create a model. So if you're doing this on your own, you would kind of jot down, okay, this is the type of business I want. Um, after putting that model and putting that list together, I take a look and put together a short list of two or three franchise companies. Those two or three franchise companies are based off of that model. To your point, not every franchise is, is built the same. I've, I've actually partnered with a company by the name of Franchise. Uh, are, they are the premier franchise consulting company. And Franchise will pre screen quite a few of the franchise companies out there. There are well over 4,000. So it just becomes extremely overwhelming. Um, and what, what I do is, you know, get, taking a look at that list of pre screen companies, I will contact the, the franchise company. They take our calls just because they work very closely with us because they, they are looking for qualified candidates. And what I mean by qualified people that are, that match the, uh, the model, um, you know, if, if they're not allowing semi-absentee ownership, we're not going to bring those people to that model, obviously. And, uh, that meet the financial requirements. We will check the territory making sure, you know, we're doing all this research, but let's make sure that there's actual territory uh, and retail locations available for that franchise. So we do all that work on behalf of the franchise. So by the time I create the model and, and you know, show, and show each candidate, uh, you know, refer them to two or three companies, I've done all the, all the back work uh, for them. That takes several hours of, of research and, and phone calls uh, as I mentioned, we have direct relationships with these franchise companies. So, you know, we can contact them, you know, do some ch- territory checks. If we know that there's a resale opportunity available, we can bring those, you know, that, that discussion and bring those uh, options up to the, uh, to the candidates. So a lot goes on. 
But, you know, as I mentioned, you know, if you're doing the the research on your own, you're, you're doing the same types of research. You're going through the process, obviously, um, you know, making sure that the franchise is viable. That's going to be part of the due diligence process when you're speaking, you know, after, you know, narrowing it down to two or three companies, speaking directly with them, taking a look at their franchise disclosure document, what we call an FDD, which is their contract and figuring out if... Um, if they are a good fit, speaking, you know, you're going to be speaking directly with franchise owners. I have a whole a whole process I, I, I work with and recommend with my candidates as far as their due diligence. Uh, but you want to make sure the franchisees are happy at the end of the day. Yeah, and and I want to reiterate that all of that that you just talked about is free to the potential franchisee. Yes, right? yes, we it's a free service. I, I get the question all the time. It, it does not make a difference as far as your investment. If you have uh, went directly to the franchise company or through us, uh, similar to a real estate or executive recruiting model, where we are, you know, we are paid a referral fee directly from the franchise company. So uh, there is no catch to the service. We are compensated from the uh, the uh, franchisors are getting. Any you know anywhere from a hundred to thousands of, of franchise requests on a weekly basis, and it's just impossible for them to, you know, they don't have the manpower to be able to contact every single person contacting you know inquiring about the franchise. So that is why uh, franchisors uh, you know u- utilize our services because we sit down and truly qualify the candidates because we know that they're entrepreneurship, you know, business owner quality, franchising was the right fit. And, um, you know, they, they truly fit the model that specific franchise, they meet the financial requirements, they are either looking to be a semi absentee or, or owner operator. And so so that's why they utilize our service to so to reiterate no, no, no difference as far as investment um, from the franchisee standpoint. So it's just a, a major advantage to anyone you know, looking at franchise ownership. And and by the way, I didn't mention this in the beginning. I had to utilize the services of a franchise consultant uh, over about 15 years ago was our uh, initial conversation. And right after that conversation and those meetings and, and investing in a franchise, I knew um, this is what I also wanted to get into. I truly wanted to to help people make one of the biggest financial decisions they can ever make. If somebody's listening and they're they're interested in in either learning more or just starting the inquiry process about finding a franchise, what is their next step? So I encourage anyone it, to go directly to our website. Uh, there is just a wealth of information on there, and the website is gg. So my my initials, thefranchiseguide.com. So gg thefranchiseguide.com. Uh, you can go on there. Uh, we have a podcast. So you can listen to some really good interviews and, and learn a little bit more about franchising. Uh, you can schedule, uh, you know, a, a, a phone call with me. We call it our right fit intro call. If you just had the thought of franchising and just wanted to get some additional information, I encourage you to take advantage of that. And uh, we also have some some other information, including a, a presentation on the uh, benefits of, of franchise ownership. Uh, so definitely check out the website and uh, explore and uh, send me an email should you have uh, any questions. Excellent. So we'll put that in the show notes, ggthefranchiseguide.com. Uh, and, uh, and you also have a podcast as well. Yes. Yeah. So that's on, on the uh, website. If it's, so it's ggthefranchiseguide.com forward slash podcast. So 
Um, actually, we did an interview, uh, you know, a, a podcast, I should say, uh, about a month or so ago. That is on the website um, where we explore, uh, you know, the benefits uh, of hiring a, a financial person or a company to to take a look at your financials, especially when you're in the process of owning multiple franchises. It's a major advantage. So. Uh, to anyone listening, definitely, uh, definitely give a call to, to Adam if you are exploring franchise ownership and are in the process of uh, expanding and owning multiple franchises. There's definitely some major advantages of uh, you know hiring Adam's team and not having a, a CFO on the payroll, which gets to be extremely expensive. Um, but yeah, do, on the podcast, we're, we're interviewing uh, people that we recommend contacting as well, such as attorneys and accountants and uh, other franchise companies. So just a wealth of information. I, I wish there were more podcasts available out there. Uh, it is all free. You can explore, take a look and uh, email me with any questions or, or if you'd like to be a guest, definitely send uh, go on the website, send me an email. I would love to, love to chat. Um, and if you do have any specific questions or if there's a podcast you'd like recorded, let us know and we'll be more than glad to uh, to record that for you. Excellent. Well, yeah, just happy. Thank you so much for being here today. This was great information. Great, Adam. I appreciate the uh, the invite and looking forward to speaking again. Yeah. So if uh, if you would like to see if Giuseppe can help you, you know, with uh, with exploring franchises, please reach out. Again, we'll put his website in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, the goal of your business should be to make more profit than last year and turn that profit into cash that you get to keep. For P is for Profit, this is Adam Lane. The P is for Profit podcast is sponsored by the CFO Project. We help small business owners and entrepreneurs pocket bigger profits. If you're ready to discover the five changes required to boost your profits this quarter, you'll want to attend our latest presentation, Why Your Small Business Might Not Be As Profitable As It Should Be. Register at the CFO project.com slash video.